Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where you Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle. Your source for all in football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. Jared, we have had a lot going last time since last time we podcasted. We were thinking about doing it Every- about a week ago, but holy crap, there, there's been so much just rumors, crazy news, everything. I mean, <laughs> it's I hadn't heard insane. about any of it. AJ, tell me what's going on. Are you living under a rock? <laughs> or did you did you go to Mexico with Harson and just stay down there, turn off your phone and everything? Is that what happened? I think even if you were under a rock, you, you somehow would have would have heard about this. <laughs> how how many uh yeah, I think he was like at a resort or something. I wonder if the workers there knew who he was and like we're like, oh, he's trying to hide. Like, how many of them actually knew? <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. He and the thing about Arson, you know, like him or hate him, the one thing you probably got to like is that he really didn't care. <laughs> right. Like, you you got to admire a little bit of that at least, whether it you know is good or bad or over the top. He's he's probably walking right through the you know the main area and doesn't care if people are whispering or not. Right. I mean, he did say it was like it was the worst week of his life or one of the worst weeks, I believe it. I mean, if my name was thrown under the bus, like so many of the rumors over the last couple of weeks have been, I, I would feel terrible. And and I'm personally a people pleaser, but it's even for him, like to say it's the worst week that man, that just sucks. And I feel bad for his family too, throughout all this, like his son, you know, in high school, like probably getting people telling him stuff about his dad that isn't true. And it's like, that that's just really bad like and so from that perspective i have a little empathy but i do want to talk about and jared we we like to you know compartmentalize oh this happened you know the last couple weeks i i think some of this kind of started bubbling up really you know from the middle of the season so you know we fired our wide receivers coach and then and i don't think that's anything on harson i mean i think harson did the right thing and then we go and beat LSU and Baton Rouge first time since 1999. And then we beat number 10 Ole Miss and we're six and two. And we're like, we're controlling our own destiny, riding high. And then we play Mississippi State and lose the biggest uh, lead in program history, 25 points and lose. And we also lose Bo Nix in that same game with an ankle injury. So it's just kind of like after that point, it was as much as we, we we didn't want it, it was kind of like this downhill trajectory for that that year's team. And I hated it because we even had a chance to beat Bama in the Iron Bowl. But that's kind of what people started to see. Um, but any kind of thoughts on on where 
how we got to where we're at now. I don't even, I don't even know. I got to figure out where we're at first before I know how we got here. But no, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I never in my life has a half of football meant so much. I mean, if that Mississippi State game goes differently, we're not even having this conversation. Yeah. And it literally has just been blow after blow since the second half of Mississippi State. And we can't get out of our own way. And it's just continued. And, you know, whether you agree that – we're going to get in more detail, but whether you agree that we should have brought Harson back or was his handle right, whatever, at least for about five days we've had a little bit of calmness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's felt like, okay, I can take a deep breath. But ever since that Mississippi State game, it has been like everybody has just been on high anxiety. Yeah. Um, because we can't get over the hump. And, I mean, we've been in every game. We almost beat Alabama. We should have beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that happens and then we lose coaches and then we lose players and then we hire coaches and then we lose them two weeks later. It's just like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. And, and ultimately a lot of these, these situations, I feel like within their own little context or their own little bubble, it's not the worst thing. You know, you hear about Nick Eason, he's our defensive line coach and he leaves to go to Clemson. Okay. This is on <clears> water. You know, Derek Mason in and of itself. Yeah, I think that one's a bigger one because he's our defensive coordinator and he essentially takes a $400,000 pay cut annually to go to Oklahoma State, which I think is a personally not as good of a, uh, at least uh, reputation wise, as big of a football school. You can be more bold. It's not as good of a job. <laughs> I you mean, you don't have to be PC about it. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not the job that Auburn is. And I mean, Auburn's. So Auburn fans forget, like, we're like, oh, we're doomed. Who would come here? You see that all the time. Who would come here? People, in the SEC since, I guess, 2010, I had to go back and look, Florida, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama have won national championships. Mm-hmm. We're a part of that group, yeah. and we were one minute away from another one. Yep. So, yes, we have some major issues <laughs> in leadership. Yes, we can't get out of our own way sometimes, but yes, we are not. You know, I think the big thing is is that uh, Georgia actually for a longer period of time has had more continued steady success. People forget Alabama was just as big of a mess before they brought Saban in. There just wasn't Twitter. Yeah. I mean, they literally hired a guy who got fired because he got caught with, you know, some people in Miami (laughs) that he shouldn't (laughs) have been with. Then they try to bring in Rich Rodriguez, and they take a step in Tuscaloosa and say, no, this isn't happening. I mean, think if Twitter was around, and then Saban lands in their lap. So we will be okay. We've been okay. Um, I already know where I'm going with this. I think the main point was it's not been great, but stop with the poor mouth. Like, who would come to Auburn? There's We have three Heisman statues right out in front of that stadium. We've had great players. We've had great coaches. We're going to have good teams again. Yeah. And, and in the off season, I feel like there's inevitably some sort of big news. What was it like a 2020 was the AU logo changing. It was yeah, something crazy seems to all. Can we go happen. back to that being the crazy? <laughs> Let's go back to that being the big issue. Are we changing the AU logo? Yeah. It's things like that. And this is this year's version of it. And it's, you know, what sucks is, it sounds like after all of the investigations that Auburn and you know, President Gouge did, 
you know, it's essentially like they, they didn't have anything to fire Harson over. And it was just, to me, it, it sounds like a smear campaign by somebody or some group of people. And you know what? That sucks. Like that again, sucks for the family. And it, I mean, ultimately I think it, it's going to hurt Harson and how far he can go at Auburn. So I, I, I wish it wasn't the case, but now we're kind of living in the reality of Harson got slandered and probably lost some support from, from people just because of fake, you know, false news. Um, and that or fake news is, you know, people want to say, but whatever, like it's, it's the way it is now. And that's, that's the way we have to operate from now on. So Jared, from this point on, I mean, how do you think Auburn moves forward? How do you think Harson moves forward from this? Um, there's two. So high level real quick, you're talking about recruiting. People are kind of panicking. And so I'm hearing two sides and I don't know which one will prevail, but there's one theory now that it does not matter what your school is. The NIL is what's going to win a recruit. So if that's true, it doesn't matter what's going on. If we pay more money, we're going to get the player. If that prevails, we'll probably be okay. If it is more about, no, we still need the stability. I want to like the head coach. I want to get that atmosphere when I'm going to the school. That's the biggie for me. Money's not. Yeah, we, we took a major blow there. And I think it's probably somewhere in the middle, a combo of what kind of deal can I get and how do I fit here? Right. Um, overall, I think Harson. Uh, let me be clear. I, I was a supporter of Harson, and, and I'm starting to get back there again. But Harson needs to change some methods, um, and I think that if he can do that, he can survive this and actually thrive. But he needs to. Um, somebody wrote an article, and I can't remember. They said Harson would be a great coach in the '80s and '90s in the SEC. He's very Pat Diaz hmm. in the sense of hard nose, doesn't put up with anything. It, that's not the era we're in anymore. You got kids that can transfer whenever. So you have to love on these kids. You have to be very empathetic. There's nothing wrong with any of this. That's not his style. If he can, as a man, realize he needs to change some of his methods, I think he can be good. And you know why I say that? Because even the players that left and were talking bad about him, they even said he is a fantastic X's and O's coach. He just yeah. doesn't understand us. Yeah. And, and maybe that just takes him some time to trans. I mean, like in the what seven or eight seasons we had Gus, I felt like we got three or four different types of Gus's, uh, you know, the, the crazy offensive minded Gus to the CEO Gus to I'm going to take some of my hands off the offense Gus a little bit. Like it's a lot of different mentalities of a head coach. And I think Harson coming from Boise down to here, at Auburn, I think he's having to learn that on the job. And I mean, if anything, I I think this is kind of, I mean, I'm hoping it's his wake up call to, I see that there is a need for changing slightly how I coach. Now I still want him ultimately to be a hard football coach. I want him to coach our players hard and not give a crap about what their mamas think. I want them, Harson, to coach hard and put the best players on the football field because that's ultimately where the best programs are at. And right now, we don't have the wins and the reputation under Harson yet. Now, if we can get there, people will trust Harson when he has to make a hard decision like, you know, 
cutting Kobe Hudson and, you know, essentially taking him off the team. Everybody, when they heard that news, they were like, what is going on? But at a bigger program, you, you more trust the, the leadership that has gotten you here. And, and I don't think uh, Harson had built up that trust with, with our fan base, at least not yet. Um, and maybe he can get there. I don't know. Um, and I, I've personally been on the side of Harson for most of this. And even with all this, uh, you know, the rumors and all of that, I felt like I, I personally was like, how can this doesn't sound right? I mean, my sister at Auburn, she got to meet Harson. He doesn't seem like that type of person. And yet all these crazy stories are coming out. And thankfully, all of them, or at least, you know, what we know is, is false. And, and so I guess moving forward, I mean, I've heard it from other places, but I think as a fan base, we're going to be still split in some ways until we start winning. Let's talk about the things we know. If the rumors are true, that's bigger issues, okay? The things that were proven and known are essentially he does not connect well with some of the players, Mm -hmm. and he may not connect well with coaches. And I think there is some proof to that when you have coaches leaving for less money and you you are in the top five in the country in portal transfers, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's say that. Let's say say that's the worst about him is he's a great X and O's, but he doesn't connect well. Can that be fixed? Can mm. Harsh, can a can someone change that approach quickly? Because he doesn't have a lot of time. So I'm asking that question to you. Can, yeah. can you can you change how you connect to people um, and, and re-earn their trust? I mean, for the players that are already there. I mean, and, and at this point, tens of players have spoken out that are still on Auburn's team and in support of Harson. I think he's already gotten their trust, and it would just be a matter of the incoming players or even recruits you know reaching out to current players saying hey like all this news it's just you know smoke it, it, there's not really much anything there like don't don't worry about it and and just trust harson he's a good coach i think if you can get them to understand that maybe yeah you know the downside i mean you've heard some of the players say that um harson doesn't play favorites and so you know, maybe that was some of the players' issues. And I'm not putting anything on the players. Harson has a – I think Harson has a ton of – take a ton of responsibility for, for where we're at right now. Um, but also, you know, if you, you bring in a whole different coaching style. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Gus played favorites, but you keep hearing that Harson does not. And so you would assume it may have been different. And everybody earns their keep. Um, and, you know, sometimes that may come off as rubbing somebody the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I thought there was no way. I thought if they brought Harson back, there's absolutely no way you can bring him back. Uh, the further I've gotten away from the decision and some of the positive things we've seen, which maybe we go ahead and roll into some of that, I think that there is a way that this could potentially survive. And I'll be honest, I've been, I've been saying that as long as we don't lose any more starters after we lost Kobe, we lost both. Those are two starters. If we don't lose any more starters – I, I could I could draw out a plan where we win eight games next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like we don't have talent there with the people that decided to return. Yeah, and uh, let, let's just go ahead if you don't mind. Let's talk. So the the positive things that have come since the announcement that we're keeping Harson Zach Etheridge has decided to stay at Auburn and he was being heavily pursued by Georgia. 
Yeah. We just got word before we started doing this podcast that Colby Wooden has uh, reaffirmed that he is not going to transfer. There was major rumors that he was out the door. That is so big. I mean, I I love it for our defense. That's huge. I mean, him and Hall, the senior leadership, is huge. Yeah. Um, There are rumors, this has not been confirmed, that Javarius Johnson is not going to leave Auburn. He has been spotted on campus. I think he was at the basketball game this weekend, and there are people who head up websites who are saying they are hearing he is staying, but they cannot 1,000% confirm that. Hmm. I mean, that would be big for a wide receiver rim because that's easily our weakest point at this point, in my mind. Yeah, So, and that's just three. I mean, Jocko Willis apparently was another guy. He was a four-star linebacker freshman. He was on special teams mostly. He had supposedly entered the portal. He's working out in the Auburn weight room and posting on Instagram about it. So hmm. I don't think we let players that have entered the portal just keep working out. So I, I'm just going to take it for that. He's not actually going to be in the portal. Yeah. Um, so that's some positive news. Yeah. And I mean, considering the the big number everybody keeps throwing out, oh, 21 players have left Auburn's team. Well, in reality, some of those got kicked off or kind of you know nudged out the door. And then if you have you know, big players like Bo that I feel like half the fan base was just like, all right, we're ready to see what else we can do at quarterback. And I think Bo Nix was like, I'm going to try something else somewhere else. Um, and, and so we had, if you kind of factor in 21 players, really that number is a little lower. It's a little lower than that, but I mean, it's still a lot. I mean, but that's, that's kind of just the nature of it. And one of the things, again, you started talking about the kind of the positives about this. I think this is going to be a wake-up call for Harson in that he's got to he's got to realize, especially in the South, where relationships matter maybe more, that you have to connect with with players throughout the recruiting process, but especially when they're on your team, and whether that means you know showing up to they're you know, bas- at the basketball game and the, the, he sits with the players off the football players, something like that. I feel like that does a lot that shows that he's, you know, invested in their lives. I've, I feel like he's got to work on that piece. Um, and then maybe, maybe just maybe we start kind of figuring out some of this uh, leadership or board of trustees kind of issues. Cause I think it ultimately kind of showed, Hey, Auburn, while it's probably the most prominent, I, I, from what I've heard, there's other schools that have this kind of power struggle going on uh, between the board of trustees, coaches, and players, and all that. And I'm hoping Auburn now can see past that and hopefully do what's best for Auburn, whether that's in a year or two moving on from Harson or retaining him even further. So that's just my mindset on it. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system 
where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Any other ta- any other ideas or you know, things that you kind of learned through this, um, especially with, I mean, now I'm thinking about offensive coordinator. Like, where do we go? I feel like, <laughs> what do we do there? I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing Major Applewhite get thrown around. I don't know what he's doing these days. He was fantastic at Texas, but um, as a quarterback, I think he was may have been Nick Saban's offensive coordinator first or second year at Bama, but I've heard his name. The Utah guy has resurfaced being mentioned in multiple places. I just think he's in a really good spot out there. So, you know, if he wants the challenge, uh, he would be one of my favorites. Andy Ludwig, I think is his name. Yeah. I think he has a similar philosophy to uh, Harson. That's assuming hard. If we went and got Andy Ludwig, then Harson would not be calling plays. I mean, he, Andy's a proven coordinator. Yeah. So it really boils down to: Is Harson going to call the plays? And what can who can we get to come on board? And you know, I, I would not be if it were me, and I'm Harson because he wants to call the plays. I would call the plays, and I would go get a stud recruiter that preferably also works with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would do. But, you know, the, the, the other theory is promoting Keesaw and putting Trevon Reed as the receivers coach to get mm. him a permanent spot to recruit because he's our, he's a huge influence in recruiting, but he doesn't have a permanent spot. Right. Well, if you do that, we don't have a guy to focus totally on quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that because I think Trevon Reed's a great recruiter and you need somebody like that on the trail all the time. But, we need somebody that can. And that was the great thing about Austin Davis. He was not going to be calling plays, but he was going to be working with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what happened there. I don't trust anybody's rumors anymore because I think within the last week and a half, people had you mentioned as being the next head coach at Auburn, AJ. I mean, it's, I know. Drunk so, Obby was going to be the next, <laughs> next coach. That would be fun, actually. But <laughs> I, I don't, you know, there's rumors on what happened. He has not taken another job. So, you know, maybe there was some truth that he wants to step away for a while, but um, that was the good thing about him. He was going to be able to focus on quarterbacks and, and Harson call plays. And let's be honest, um, you know, people say, well, Harson calling plays, that's not a great thing. Look at our bowl game. Yeah, but if you go back and look at our bowl game, we also overthrew four touchdowns. Mm, yep. And I'm not saying it was perfect, but, like, there were some plays to be made. And there was plays to be made when Bobo was coordinating. We just didn't that's make true. Them. I mean – the games where I felt like our wide receivers dropped every other pass, like literally every other pass, uh, you can't you can't come back from that. I mean, that just stalls every drive. Um, yeah, yeah. And you make a great. I, I and I don't want to. I don't want to knock on a kid <clears throat> because I I would say having Kobe Hudson would be better than not. And I don't. I'm not going to talk about rumors as to why he left. I have no idea. On the field production though, he led the SEC in drops. 
Now, he was sadly probably our most talented guy coming back. Hmm. But there's something to be said about tr- can I trust him when I throw it to him? Yeah. Um, because you need to keep drives alive. And I think he led the SEC in drops for like 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. So um, we lost some talent there, but we also lost kind of a little bit of a wild card. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but essentially just throwing that stat out that you need guys you can trust on third and three. They're going to catch this ball if I get it in their hands. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like that, that's, I mean, that's not a reason Harson would fire, you know, essentially kick no, him off the team. You but, don't kick a kid off for that. No, no, without a no. doubt. And I don't know what happened, but I'm, I just wanted to throw legit numbers out there that um, he did have a lot of talent, but he also, you know, had, had some things he needed to work on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jared. So moving forward, I, I think we've got a couple of clear paths. Harson changes his way that he recruits players, but also the players that are on our team. I, I hope he does that. Um, and then also I feel like another thing, and, and I felt like Bruce kind of modeled this and it seems like Harson and uh, him are kind of, you know, at least cordial with each other and friendly. I mean, even right after the news uh, of Harson being retained, Bruce had a tweet out there. It was like, Hey man, excited for you and your family. Glad you got retained, something like that. And I feel like that's, you know, if anything, he he looks at what Bruce has done with community outreach, but also, you know, attending other things, attending, you know, the basketball games on a regular basis, going to, you know, uh, golf tournaments for Bo Jackson, all the little things that I feel like kind of lead up to having a good presence. Maybe it's, I mean, and it could be, he's maybe past that too far past that to to build up the you know trust within the community but i feel like he's at least got to try at this point um but yeah that that's just kind of what i'm thinking um i did want to talk about uh kind of what what happened especially we haven't even talked about signing day because signing day didn't exist for auburn but again i think that's a piece that harson has to look at and say we need at least some sort of backup plan especially with wide receivers right now, we need something. Um, and if it, what you're saying is true about Javarius Johnson coming back, that's, that'll be a good potential starter for Auburn uh, to play for this next year. But we got a lot of, a lot of room to grow, especially with wide receivers, because in my mind, I don't, I don't see, I mean, do you see it like a go-to wide receiver like Kobe <laughs> Hudson was? No, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's not good to rely on this, but we got that. Uh, I think it's Camden Brown. Uh, he's a big body. He's the one that can't, he he committed to us late. He was Pittsburgh, yeah. and then he backed out from them, and it was down to us in Georgia. He's a big body man, and he makes catches like Seth Williams. So I'll be honest. I think we're going to rely on him. I think he's going to be a guy that that you know he's going to pick up this offense quick because we're going to need him. And I'll be uh, something else. I'll tell you the game's going to change. You're going to see a lot more freshmen playing um, because freshmen that don't play enter the portal. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just the bottom line. So unless you're like an offensive lineman where it's known, okay, yeah, I'm probably not playing until year two. Any other position, and maybe quarterback, quarterback two, but any other position that, that has proven can be done in year one, if they're mm-hmm. not getting playing time, they're, they're going to head out of the portal. So yeah, I think we're going to rely on some unknowns. I mean, yeah. if Javer, let's say Javaris Johnson doesn't come back, you're bringing back, shed jackson and then i don't know if you're bringing back another player with more than three catches last year 
I mean, besides our tight end, yeah, John Samuel. Tight end. Besides, besides them. But receiver-wise, I don't even know the names of them. You got Capers. He may have had two catches. Mm-hmm. You have another Johnson, I think. You got a couple of guys that are four stars, but unproven big time. Mm-hmm. Here's how here's how Harson to me re-wins the fan base and probably the locker room. Go into the spring portal. Don't lose any big time players, any starters. You gotta mm-hmm. hold on to your starters and land two receivers. Okay. Really, if you land two receivers, that's huge. Yeah. Offensive linemen would be great. Here's why I think us not not getting offensive linemen is a little overdone here. We literally just returned our entire offensive line yeah. for one player. Yeah, and and they're essentially all or you know, most of them kind of using their extra year of eligibility to return. And, and yeah, is it setting us up great for the year pre, you know year after this one, twenty twenty three? Probably not. But for this year, especially if, if I'm Harson, I'm like, this is my year to prove myself. And to the Auburn fan base, he almost has to. But I think having that offensive line mostly come back, I think will help our offense way more than we think it will. Um, yeah, as much yeah, as we, we bashed the offensive line, they still had a, you know, above average in my mind, or average, even at, like their worst kind of job. What, what, what's the law where you, you find what you're looking for? That, we, we all talked about the offensive line all year long because we were conditioned to, and they were not great. But Tank, even though he was not used as much as he should, still got over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Auburn going into the Iron Bowl had given up like 15 less sacks than Alabama had. Mm-hmm. So there were some positives. Okay. Now I know Bo Houdini and all that <laughs> led to that. But the point about the portal, real quick if you're an offensive lineman and you're like, okay, I got one, maybe two years left of eligibility, do I want to go to a team who's returning the entire offensive line to where I got to go beat that guy out? Yeah. Or do I want to go somewhere where it's guaranteed? Yep. Everybody on message boards is freaking out because we're not landing offensive linemen. I'm not defending Harson on that, but that's a hard sell. Come play for us. I can't guarantee you because we got a starter, a six-year starter here. Those guys want to go where they're like, yes, you're going to be playing without a doubt. Right. I mean, that that's probably why Bo – I mean, if Bo doesn't become a starter at Oregon next year, I'm honestly going to be very shocked because then he's just essentially wasting a year of you know where he – would have more than likely been the quarterback at Auburn. Their fans are not thrilled about him, and there's a five-star they want to start, so that should be interesting. But yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jared, any other final thoughts about all this craziness? I mean, like it, <laughs> I was telling you, I felt like it felt like a lifetime it, since I talked to you last I, no, because of how much craziness happened. Well, no, and I feel like this is like the most unstructured one we've ever done. I've been all over the place, but it's – that's how crazy it's been. Yeah. And I keep having these thoughts as I'm talking, you know, taking me all over the place. So I think at the end of the day, um, it's going to be very, it, this is all, this was always a very difficult job. Mm-hmm. It got a lot harder last week, Yep, but it is not done yet. And I think with the core we have coming back, winning cures everything. If he goes out there and wins games, he's a couple of games he's not supposed to. Yeah. And you wind up winning eight or nine games, then the whole narrative changes. Recruits start rolling in. Everything changes. You got to go win. He literally, AJ, we lost four games last year where we were projected at 95% or above by the ESPN projection. If he wins two of those, Mm -hmm. it's a different narrative. 
No doubt. Yeah. Well, so. one of the things I, I personally like to think about, especially with the players, like they, they seem, and we saw this, I mean, I was thinking back to like the 2010 season where Cam was getting investigated and there was, you know, there was a little bit of turmoil in the, in the program. It seemed that way. The players, the ones that were still around essentially galvanized and they, they came together and united. And from what we're seeing, that's what's happening already. I mean, when, when the outside world's saying something completely different to what's actually happening inside of the football program, the players are like, they don't know what's going on. All these reporters, all these people on Twitter don't have a clue as to what's going on. All we can do is stick together and trust what we're doing right now. And if they can kind of keep their heads down, I, I, there, there's a potential of, like you said, winning some games that we're not supposed to. And if we can do that, I think you start seeing a shift. And ultimately, we're like what, five, uh, six months away from our first football game. And by the time August, September rolls around, we'll be talking about this probably, but it's going to be a little bit further down the road. And it, it, like you said, if we start winning, we will start slowly fading that last couple of weeks, uh, kind of fade that away. At least that's what I'm, I'm thinking will happen. I think you're right. The fans are desperate for positive news. Go into spring ball, hold on to your star players, bring in a few portal guys. Um, and you know, let's go into the season and we got the first five games at home and they're all winnable. I mean, I know LSU by name is scary, but let's be honest. They're, they're not in a much better spot than we are. Right. Um, well, and they got a new lost. head coach. So yeah, new head coach. I don't even know their quarterback yet. They didn't, they barely had enough players to do a bowl game. Like literally like they were, yeah. it was pretty scarce. So, um, yeah, just go in. Uh, you got, I'll say this and then I, we got a long ways away. I think the Penn State game is massive. I think no if he doubt. loses that game, he's in trouble. If he wins that game and does so decisively, um, is that the right word there? I don't know. Yeah. If he does, yeah. okay. If he wins it decisively, then that could be a huge springboard into a, we're not winning the SEC next year. I'm not no. going to be crazy, but let's get to eight wins. We get to eight wins. You might slip up and get to nine. Eight wins, I would be okay. Um, and I'll end with this because some people, this is a very, um, people are very strong one way or the other. I, I'm not like pro Harson or against Harson. I don't know how I came across in this podcast. I'm pro Auburn. And so I care about what's best for Auburn. Um, I do think some things said about Harson were not true. I think a lot of things said about him were. And I hope that he t- takes those to heart and tries to, you know, fix those issues. But overall, um, I want Harsa to succeed because it helps Auburn succeed. And that's about the only reason. No, that's that's absolutely – I mean, that's kind of my stance on it. Like, I, I personally even – dating back to Gus, I, I liked Gus. But I also wanted even bigger what was best for Auburn. And, and it's the same thing with Harsa. Like, I want what's best for Auburn. And if, if Harsa is able to succeed here, then so be it. We may look at this year and be like, that was just a crazy off season. And three now, three year, two, three years now down the road, we're winning SEC championships. It's possible, but there's a lot of progress that needs to be made and a lot of changes. Like you mentioned, that Harson has to fundamentally change about how he coaches, how he has relationships with players. And if he starts to fix those things, I mean, it's potential for getting back some of those boosters that 
uh, might have you know pulled back some of their their support of him. It's possible. Win games. Winning is great medicine, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jerry, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at J-A-Y, underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.